The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hey, baby. I will love you until the end of time. Can I have some of your popcorn? <laughs> hey, fart knockers. Welcome back to Get and Loser. We're starting a podcast. I'm Chop. And I'm Cheetah. And this week, we're going to talk about two of the best teenagers. Two of the best teenagers who all they want to do is get some poon and light it on fire. That's right. We're talking about the kings who have just returned for the first time since... A couple years. When did the last movie go? 2011? No, the last yeah, show. Was, yeah, 2011 was the show. Was the one they brought the show back again? Brought it back for one season. season, yeah. So the guys that haven't been back since 2011, we're talking about Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. super hyped. Yeah. Uh, if you guys listened last week, pretty sure we told you at the end of the episode that this is what we're gonna do uh, for this week. Uh, I don't really know where we came up with the idea. I think we just. Kind of decided on it because the new movie just dropped, so you know, we figured, fuck it, why not? By the way, y'all, spoiler alerts through this whole episode. Oh, yeah, we are going to be discussing uh, details from the new movie. So if you have not watched it and want to watch it, pause the episode, go watch it, and then come back. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to give you a little rundown of, you know, uh, going to talk a little bit about Mike Judge, you know, the creator of the show. Talk a little bit of his early life, how he became an animator. Uh, you know, talk about the early days of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, some of the controversies that Beavis and Butthead went through in its its early run, which was pretty wild. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. And then, you know, just basically just gonna talk about these two little fucking teenagers who, you know, for five hundred years have still. Not gotten laid somehow. They have not found a woman desperate enough to have sex with them. Except for the new movie. Well, tact kind of. But not really. Yeah. But yeah, you know that's what we're gonna be going over a little bit here today. So if my co-host over here, aka my Beavis, yeah, is ready to go. We'll uh, jump into uh, talking a little bit about Mike Judge. Give you guys a little, you know, rundown of Mike Judge real quick. You ready to go? Yeah, it's ready to go. Uh. All right. So, Judge, Mike Judge, was born in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. You know. Uh, and raised in the U.S. state of New Mexico. He graduated from the University of California, San Diego, where he studied physics. Uh, and then after losing interest in a career in science, Judge focused on animation and short films. His animated short, Frog Baseball, 
was developed in is what started the MTV series Beavis and Butthead, which then spawned another spinoff with Daria, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, yeah, this guy, hold on. Uh, he was the middle child of three different of three children born to Margaret Yvonne, a librarian, and William James Judge, an archaeologist. What the fuck? At the time of his birth, his father was working for a non-profit organization in Guayaquil and other parts of Ecuador promoting agricultural development. Judge was raised from age three in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where he spent a small portion of his life working on a chicken farm. He attended St. <laughs> Pius X High School and graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Physics from the University of California, San Diego in 1985. And then, after graduating from University of California, San Diego, he had several brief jobs in physics and mechanical engineering, but found himself growing bored with science. Can you believe, can you like imagine going to school, like dedicating your whole time in school to like this one career and then you get out and you're like, fuck, this shit's kind of boring. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's crazy <clears throat> that he just like, he was just like, eh, I don't want to do this shit anymore. So, in 1987, he moved to, uh, to Silicon Valley to join Parallax Graphics, a startup video card company with about 40 employees based in Santa Clara, California. Disliking the company's culture and his colleagues... Uh, once even saying the people I met were like Stepford wives. They were true believers in something, and I don't. I just don't know what it was. Uh, Judge quit after less than three months and became a bass player with a touring blues band. He was part of Anson Funderburg's band for two years, playing on their 1990 Blacktop Records release, Rack 'Em Up, while taking graduate math classes at the University of Texas at Dallas. In 1989, after seeing animation cells on display in a movie theater, Judge purchased a Bolex 16mm film camera and began creating his own animated shorts in his home in Richardson, Texas. Uh, in 1991, his short film Office Space, which then later on became a live-action movie, and I'm pretty sure that Office Space was the his... Movie that did the best in the box office, I believe, out of all the movies he made. I believe that one's the one that made the most money. Oh, yeah, definitely did. And then, uh, oh, yeah, but his short film Office Space was acquired by Comedy Central following an animation festival in Dallas. Uh, and then in the early 1990s, he was playing blues bass with Doyle Bramhall. And then in 1992, he developed Frog Baseball, a short film featuring the characters Beavis and Butthead to be featured on Liquid Television, a 1990s animation so showcase that appeared on MTV. The short-led creation of the Beavis and Butthead series on MTV, in which Judge voiced both the characters as well as a majority of supporting characters and wrote and directed a majority of the episodes. The show centers on two socially incompetent, heavy metal-loving, teenage wannabe delinquents, Beavis and Butthead, who live in the fictional town of Highland, Texas, the two have no adult supervision, are dim-witted, sex-obsessed, <laughs> uneducated, barely literate, and lack of empathy or moral scruples. 
So, I mean, yeah, this is basically just explaining me and Chop right here. I mean, this is basically just what we are. You know, we're dim-witted, uh-huh. sex-obsessed, mm-hmm. basically uneducated. Yeah. Uh, b- barely illiterate, at least one of us. No offense. <laughs> we don't know who. Uh, and, well, I'd say we got empathy, but not much. Oh, yeah, especially not regarding each other. We have no empathy for each other. And all we do to each other is tear each other down. Yeah. Sometimes you call me a dumbass, I call him the wheel. Deal, wheel. D, deal, weed. Deal. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't know who the illiterate one is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over its run, Beavis and Butthead drew a notable amount of both positive and negative reaction from the public with its combination of lewd humor and implied criticism of society. Uh, Judge himself is highly critical of the animation and quality of earlier episodes, in particular the two, the first two, Blood Drive slash Give Blood and Door to Door, which he described as awful. I don't know what anybody liked, why anybody liked it. I was burying my head in the sand. Uh, the series... Also spawned a feature-length film, Beavis and Butthead Do America, which, you know, all this time later has now spawned Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, which is a direct sequel to Beavis and Butthead Do America. Uh, It also spawned a spinoff, Daria, based off of one of the characters on the show, uh, which Judge had no involvement with that show. This was after he'd sold uh, the rights of Beavis and Butthead to MTV. For like $18,000. Yeah, for only like $18,000. That's crazy. Like to see like what it is now, it's fucking wild. Thankfully, he was able to get it back some years later. And thankfully, he was the voice actor. Yeah, he is the voice actor. He's voice actor of both Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, um, well, uh, but, uh, Beavis, how he got that laugh is when he was in uh, college, there was a, a kid sitting in the front row. Like, we'll bite his lip and turn around and start laughing. <laughs> yeah, uh, the same with, like, a lot of shows. There's a lot of people that, you know, if you go back and, like, talk to them about, like, inspiration behind characters, there's almost always a real-life counterpart. Like, same with uh, Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy. A lot of his characters were drawn from real-life inspiration. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that... You know, Judge, that's, you know, how he came up with some of the mannerisms for the characters. And uh, with Butthead, because he got the braces, because um, he, he had braces when he was in high school. If if y'all had braces in your mouth, it was kind of hard to talk with metal in your mouth. That's where the voice of beat, uh, Butthead comes from. Yeah, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Meeting, starving. <laughs> but uh, after two decades, the series aired its new season on October 27th, not 2011. The premiere was a ratings hit with an audience of 3.3 million total viewers. And then on January 10th, 2014, Judge announced that there is still a chance to pitch Beavis and Butthead to another network and he wouldn't mind making more episodes. But after... You know, uh, during the time that Beavis Butthead started to die down a little bit, you know, he kind of started to retire the characters. Then, between 1997 and 2009, 
that's when he worked on shows like King of the Hill, uh, which was a huge success for him. I think he ran for like 13 seasons. Yeah, it did. From 97 to 2010. And then it's uh, uh, also where he made the movie Office Space, which was a huge hit for him. I remember watching Office Space for the first time. I thought it was one of the funniest movies ever. I mean, that scene when they take a fucking printer out into the field and they beat the shit out of it, that's comedy gold. And then he also worked on a movie which, in recent years, has gotten a lot more popular because of how similar it is to, you know, the state of where the world is actually going. Idiocracy. (laughs) Which a lot of people are now saying that that movie was... That he wrote that movie and he could tell the future because now a lot of... A lot of people are saying that that's where the world is headed now. It's like idiocracy. Hey, you guys, my boy Terry Crews in it. <sighs> yeah, of course it does. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's just a little bit of you know the hit the like, a little bit of the background on Judge early on. Uh, he had a couple more other projects after that, which he had a show called The Good Family. That uh, ran in, I believe, 2009-ish, 2010-ish. Which, when that show didn't work, that's what spawned bringing back uh, Beavis and Butthead in 2011. Which I remember when they brought back back in 2011, me and Drew were hyped. We couldn't wait to watch it. I fucking loved that. I thought that season was great. And then when they canceled, I was pissed. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? So, like, I honestly, for a while, I thought that, you know, there there was there was no hope. I thought uh, Beavis and Butthead were dead forever. But uh, another, real quick, before we dive into, like, you know, Beavis and Butthead, like, deeper into Beavis and Butthead, uh, another show that Mike Judge worked on, which is one of my favorite shows ever, is Silicon Valley, which is a fantastic show, which I really loved. Uh, it was an HBO comedy Single-camera live-action sitcom set in Northern California. And uh, one of its main themes was the idea that people most qualified to succeed are the least capable of handling success. Uh, The first season of Silicon Valley was eight episodes long and received critical and public acclaim. Uh, Silicon Valley was renewed for a second season on April 21st, 2014, and a third season on April 13th, 2015. Uh, Silicon Valley aired its fourth season, which premiered on April 23rd, 2017. The series was renewed for a fifth season, which premiered on March 25th, 2018. And then he had another show that he worked on called Mike Judge Presents Tales from the Tour Bus, which ran for, uh, which started in 2017. And then, obviously, now, you know, Beavis and Butthead do do the Universe movie that just came out on Paramount+. And he's also set to revive King of the Hill for Hulu in 2023. So, I mean, he he got pretty popular pretty quick with with, uh, Beavis and Butthead. It kind of blew him up, and now, you know, he's he's kind of making a comeback, which is cool. I'm pretty I'm almost positive... Then when they first announced the movie, they also stated that there was a new season being worked on, too, as well. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm almost positive there's another season coming as well. So it'll be cool to 
you know, have Beavis and Butthead back in the mainstream. Yo, it's like our, it's like our childhood. Kenny Hill's coming back. Beavis and Butthead's possible coming back. Futurama's coming back. It's like living in the 90s again. Yeah, it's awesome. But uh, let's go. Let's dive into Beavis and Butthead. Why don't you take us away, Chop? Uh, all right. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do a little brief history on when when it started. Anyway, Beavis and Butthead was created by Mike Judd, Judd Judge from his short film Frog Baseball, which played on MTV Animated Short uh, Showcase Liquid T- Television. MTV ordered a full series, which ran seven seasons from March eighth, nineteen ninety nine to November twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Judge is credited for early episodes, in in part the two, the first two, Give Blood, Blood Drive, and Door to Door, which he describes as awful. I don't know why anybody like it. I was buying my head, I was burying my head in sand because he was just embarrassed. Uh the first, like the first three episodes. MTV uh, kind of canceled it for like a little bit because he didn't have enough material. Yeah, and uh, when those first... Uh, early on, when it first started, uh, Beavis and Butthead hit some controversy pretty quickly, uh, pretty early on. Oh, my mic's all fucked up. I'm trying to find the article. But um, um, as soon as she uh, finds out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue reading it on. Um, in 1993, Rolling Stones uh, described Beavis and Butthead the biggest phenomenon in MTV since the heyday of uh, Michael Jackson and, and time. Kurt Anderson, who wrote Beavis and Butthead, may be the bravest show ever ran on national TV. In 97, Judge... Uh, show the show uh, said the show was uh, restricting to the whole th- fraction a political correct motivation or something. Beavis and Butthead became pop icons, and their slang of uh, being copper corner or whatever that damn word uh, catchphrases. Oh, I actually can't fucking read. In 2011, MTV aims an eighth season, a theoretical uh, film, Beavis and, Bed, Beavis and Butthead Do America, released in 1996. It it opened at number one in the box office and grossed more than $60 million. The second film, Beavis and Butthead Do a Universe, will release, and it released last week. It's streaming on uh, pl- uh, Paramount+. Plus. What the fuck was that noise? It was a bottle. <sighs> a bottle. <sighs> All right, well, I found the article that I was looking for. Hold on. I'm going to sneeze. Yo, um... I'm good. In, um, 1995, I was... I, I can't hear nothing in my headphones. That's weird. Yo, what's the ghost? Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Yo, yo. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, well, I found the article about the controversy with Beavis and Butthead. Uh, 
So this is what they said. They said, uh, today most critics and TV reviews understand the point of Beavis and Butthead. Yes, the characters are both dumb as a bag of rocks. Both of them are obsessed with sex, have juvenile senses of humor, and engage in all kinds of destructive behavior. Everyone understands that creator Mike Judge doesn't endorse these shenanigans. The show is a satire one that poked fun at adults' perceptions of gin generation Xers who watched MTV. However, at the time, many critics completely missed the point for just one example. Uh, completely missed the point for just one example. The McLaughlin group spent an entire segment bashing the show and complaining that it represented the decline of American television. The generational divide was also a factor. In 1993, San Diego Union Tribune critic Brenda Brissett Mata summed it up best. I tried to like Beavis and Butthead. I really did. She wrote, In fact, it actually bothered me that I didn't like them. I always wanted to be a cool parent. I don't want to be a part of another older generation. But I can't help it. I really, really hate these guys. Uh, strangely, many of these critics thought that Mike Judge was just as dumb as the characters he created. As Mike Judge later put it, they really should have connected the dots. How could someone be capable of producing a professional-level piece of animation and still be as dumb as Beavis and Butthead are? Still, given the overall upset, overall reception, plenty of parents in 1993 thought that Beavis and Butthead was too dangerous for TV. Which leads us to the very first contro- big controversy that Beavis and Butthead was involved in. In October 1993, a five-year-old in Moraine, Ohio, named Austin Messner, allegedly started a fire that resulted in the death of his two-year-old sister, Jessica. His mother, Darcy Burke, then claimed that her son had watched Beavis and Butthead and that the show inspired him to play with fire. The local fire chief, Harold Sigler, then called for TV programmers to eliminate all shows that might encourage playing with fire. MTV didn't go that far, but the network did make several adjustments in an attempt to head off criticism. It banned the characters from saying the word fire, removed four episodes from rerun schedule, and moved the show from 10 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. In a 2011 interview with the Spokesman Review, Judge denied that Beavis and Butthead had such an influence on children. First of all, I don't agree with any of that. And I don't take any responsibility for any of that at all. Judge said, The fire was obviously very horrible. Sad tragedy, but it had nothing to do with Beavis and Butthead. The controversy ultimately didn't stop Beavis and Butthead from becoming the cultural icon that it is today. It would go on to spawn the 1996 film Beavis and Butthead Do America, a 2000 re- 2011 reboot on MTV, and the most recent feature-length feature authoring, not bad for a show that may be condemned, or that many condemned. I actually, I got, I got a comment on the uh, on the five year old. I was going to mention that. It was like around nineteen ninety five, ninety four. Uh, he was in the trailer, but like when he like fifteen years later, they had an interview with him. I was like, they were so poor. They, his mom was a drug dealer, not a drug a drug addict. They couldn't afford cable. They didn't, he didn't know what Beavis and Butthead was at the time. It was uh, mis, mis, misleading. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually, 
before I came here, I actually watched the interview that somebody gave where they had reached out to the kid from that family years later to like ask him about that. And he said, yeah, I never watched the show. My parents had heard about the controversy, so they uh, they kind of just made me say that I'd watch the show so that they could, bl- they could have something to blame it on. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, but, I mean, it's not with, you know, I mean, all the great shows have gone through that. I, you know, I'm sure South Park has gone through it thousands of times. Dumb. Family Guy, Simpsons, they've all gone through it. My stance on it is I don't think watching a TV show can influence you to do something like that because I watch TV shows like that growing up all the time and I never maybe want to do anything stupid. The closest I ever came to that was like watching Jackass growing up. Made me want to be fucking stupid with my friends, but that wasn't because of the show. That was just because it was me and my there. friends were stupid. We just wanted to do stupid shit. So, you know, but I think in a case like that, that's the parents' fault, not really the TV show's fault. Yeah. I mean, if you're letting your kid watch a program like that, then, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of, the ball's kind of in your court at that point. Dude, I remember watching Beavis and Butthead when it first came out in like 93, 94. Uh, when I was living in uh, downtown Niagara Falls, up here, Seven area, uh, at first, when I watched it, because I was not really into metal music like that, how I am now, I was like, oh, it's like, why the fuck is it every time they have a fucking video playing? I was like, I want to watch Beavis and Bud. Yeah, they also, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about that, too. But also, at one point, uh, somebody had used uh, winnings that he got from a lottery ticket to start up a hotline that was used to try and get Beavis and Bud canceled. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you... Yeah, you talking about cancer culture now. They they started doing cancer culture in the nineties. And it was a lot worse back then. It, or do you remember uh, uh it's not really a cancer culture thing, but uh mad mothers against drunk drivers? Yeah. That show was crazy. It's not crazy, but of course. Uh pretty much uh Yeah, they they want to cancel them because it's just it was an immature show. Yeah, I mean, basically, that was just the root of it. They just didn't like... They didn't like that the show... It was getting popular. Yeah, well, I mean, they also just didn't like that the show kind of, like, stood up against, you know, like, what America sort of kind of was at the time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm talking about... Like, yeah. These kids would walk around, they'd talk, they'd talk foul, they'd constantly, like, you know, not, like, demean women, but they'd constantly just be like, oh, you know, I want to... We're going to get laid. He's like, we're going to get laid. I mean, people didn't like that. Dude, uh, dude, if they didn't like that, just imagine my granddaddy used to tell me these words. Uh, when he used to, when he used to call women, you know, you know, how now we either call them women or uh, bitches or not. But no offense, he used to call them brats. That's more offensive now to today's terminology. I'm pretty sure that calling a woman, calling women bitches. It's probably more offensive than calling them broads, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm, so, I mean, you probably just shouldn't ever say that again. Yeah, no. Here. Nope. <laughs> you should probably just put out, like, a public apology before we get canceled for that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. But, the, because I'm I'm aspiring by Beavis in this episode today. I'm thinking like Beavis. Um, the, uh, their neighbor and Beavis and Butthead. He was inspired to be like King Hill. Uh, yeah, that's where the idea of where 
Hank Hill, the character of Hank Hill originated from, was the guy next door. Are you the two boys that been whacking it in my camper? Uh, whacking it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another running joke that I always liked about Beavis and Butter was Todd. Their little friend Todd, who they'd always like treat him like shit. I always loved that. Hey, Todd. Hey, go over and watch Can you, like, shut up? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yo, there should, there should, I don't know how this, I don't know how they still got employed, like, not still employed, I don't know how they never got fired for doing their shit to do at work. Yeah, who knows? Yo, yo, you remember that time when they had the principal work with them? It's like, I'm, he was like, I'm the boss. You go over to do the fire. Then, yeah. Wow. The music videos, um, back in like when they had the music videos came on, it was like a a small promotion, like a a, a promo. That uh, band, uh, White Zombie with uh, Rob Zombie's band, they were like only making like less than uh, seventy thousand records or something. As soon as they showed their video on MTV on Beavis and Butthead, yeah, uh, they tripled it. They went platinum. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a lot with like how like. The new season of Stranger Things did that for that song by Kate Bush that running up the hill. Now she just made the most money she's ever made off that song in her entire career because of what that because of what that show did. It's pretty much marketing. That's part of the smart marketing. Yeah. If if, if you got like if you got like like like, like me and Cheetah like at a, at a tender age, and we see uh if we were into metal like that. Now or or if you were in the metal, I was like, "Oh shit, white white zombies on fucking MTV on on the beers and bud." Yeah, I think that was a big reason behind why uh, it ended around the time that it did is because near the end of the show, then that's when you know, like YouTube, like started getting really big. So people were like, "Oh, what do I need to watch? You know, them do it on TV when I can just go watch these videos on YouTube." But I really like that when they brought the show back in 2011, they stopped it from, like, them, like, doing commentary for... Uh, music videos. For music videos. And they started doing it, like, reality shows where, like, a couple episodes they made fun of Jersey Shore, which was hilarious. <laughs> like, uh, One of my uh, favorite m- moments from when they brought the show back, when they were watching an episode of Jersey Shore, when he said something about... They're all, like, sitting at a table, and Butthead's like, this looks like the Last Supper, but for Guido's. And then he says, Jesus died for their tans, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and there was an, also another episode where they're like, one of the girls was like writing on the board, tracing back like who she had slept with and like who had like slept with who. And But it something, said something about if you followed this, if you followed this trail back far enough, you could see where herpes was started, which was pretty funny. Yeah, I remember that part. I left my ass off. Yeah, that, that shit was great. Yeah, I mean, Beavis and Butthead was, it was huge, dude. And I mean, I think there's still a huge cult following for it now to this day. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't think the, I don't think the following for it ever really died out, kind of, you know what I mean? But around the time that Beavis and Butthead stopped airing, you know, that's when MTV kind of made the full transition into just a lot of reality-based series, you know Team what I mean? Mom. Which is basically just all they are now. Team Mom, Catfish, Ridiculous... 22 hour, 20 hours of ridiculous. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what the fuck? It's literally ridiculous. 
Oh, dude, uh, Ridiculous is getting their 6,000 episode. Or Yeah, what? my fucking surprise. They play it 35 times a day. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I mean, I can understand from like a, you know, from like a standpoint, you know, a lot of the thing between, behind Beavis and Butter being, uh, ending the way it did too is because Mike Judge was ready to end it. You know, he said there wasn't, he didn't really know where else he could, where else he could bring it at that point. So, you know, he kind of just wanted to let it die out before it got oversaturated, which is, you know, probably a smart plan, which, I mean, I think they could keep doing this concept now where, like, you know, they, they bring it back for, like, a season or two, you know, let the hype kind of die down for a little bit, come back with a movie or something. You know, I think they could keep doing that for years to come because I think that there's always going to be an audience for Beavis and Butthead no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, our generation, doesn't matter how old we get, if, there's, if we hear, we could be 80 years old if we hear, hey, there's a new Beavis and Butthead movie coming, we're probably going to watch it. Hell yeah. Because, I mean, that's the brand of comedy that we grew up on. You know, the very stale kind of jokes. But that's like, that's where I wanted to get into a little bit of the uh, the new movie, unless you got something you want to talk about first. Let's talk about the, <clears throat> let's talk about that first movie where... Oh, Beavis and Butthead. I mean, that's a fantastic movie when it came out. Dude, it's huge. You know, it had, uh, of course, Mike Jug. It has uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Robert Stack... Uh, Damien Moore, Clausius Lemon or something. I don't know if I'm saying the names right. Bruce fucking Willis as Muggy. Yeah, dude. Fucking Demi Moore, man. She played the chick chick that they thought they were going to score score with. (laughs) I like when they they end up inside the White House. When uh, (laughs) Beavis walks into that one room and he's like, sees the president's daughter. That was butthead. Or butthead, and he's like, "Hey, baby," he's like, "I yeah. see you have braces. I, got I braces. also have braces." And then he falls out the window. He fucking gets up, and all his guns are showing. He's like, "This is the coolest thing I have ever seen." And, I mean, that uh, first movie was fucking great when it came out, dude. Well, dude, it was a classic. It, it was, oh, it was a, huge. It was a cult. It became a cult classic, dude. It's got to be. Uh, I think of like a rank of like probably like top 100 movies Beavis and Butthead's probably gonna be up there somewhere oh definitely for sure. that a... first movie was you know it was great I could still watch it to this day I'd never get bored of it it's, it's funny when they admit their their, their boss oh yeah their father's quotations no there are their fathers yeah but it's never actually confirmed that it's their fathers what it looked like yeah he just says that they went to Highland they fought, they slept with two chicks it's like oh, but it's I... never actually confirmed that it's their dads yeah, it was like Beavis and Butthead's like hey we live in Highland I bet these chicks are still around. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Beavis and Butthead never... I'm pretty sure we never get a really definitive answer about where their parents are or what happened to their parents. I don't know. I think, like, sometimes I movies... Believe so. Movies do explain... Movies do explain some uh, plot holes. Uh, but um, one of my favorite part of that movie was uh, when both of them were in a camper. This is where Cheetah says... Uh, Oh, you guys been whacking in my camper? Oh, whacking. I was like, these boys that again. Oh, yeah, when they accidentally get that uh, government chip. When they accidentally have that government chip on them. Yeah, in, the, in his ass. Like, dude, like, he was like, oh, my ass is itching. And he's, like, standing outside. He's like, all his FBI surround him. He's like, he's like, this is your last chance. Give us the unit now. And he's like, why does everyone want to see my schlong? 
which is pretty great. Dude, I want to watch that movie again. Fuck it. I drag it out. I drag it out. If it's, I can't find what platform is on. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I found this little article real quick about um, be with some of its parents. Uh, because MTV's Beavis and Butthead takes the idea a step further, axing the boys' parents altogether. Their lack of a present mom and dad become especially apparent during episode 7, when the fake apocalypse rolled around. While the pair seemed content with chomping on nachos and flipping through naughty magazines for the rest of their days, we couldn't help but wonder who's responsible for these slackers. Someone has to rock, wash those rock band shirts and restock the cupboard with Captain Crunch. Here are, our, here are four of our best guesses as to where Beavis and Butthead's legal guardians could be hiding. Uh, the first one, on tour with Ozzy. Uh, that would explain where all the headbanging and hate for pop music comes from. These two are probably rocking out in the womb. Uh, number two, off trying to find their sons some chicks. As we've seen from watching the guys try and attempt it on their own, this ain't an easy challenge. It most likely is taking a lot of recruiting and overtime to find their sons a date. Who knows when they'll be back. Uh, number three, hanging out in the other room. Hey, like father and son, perhaps there are two equally lazy and deranged BFF dads watching TV down the hall. And then number four, Beavis and Butthead were raised by a TV. It makes sense. The pair's comfort zone has always been around the boob tube, and they sure take its content pretty seriously. Maybe their true parents dumped them in front of the idiot box, pieced out, and let it work its magic. I mean, that that would probably be my favorite guest, uh, favorite guess, honestly, is that they, their parents kind of just pulled a Jay and Silent Bob on them, you know, kind of just left them in front of the TV. And Yeah, that, that part's funny, Jay and Silent Bob. I was like, um, who's going to watch the kids? This fat one's going to uh, watch this. The fat one's watching the skinny one? That's real parents. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you, you fucking square. You <laughs> tell me how to raise my kid, you fucking square. Classic. But yeah, one of the cool things that I uh, found out about, too, when I was researching for this episode is that the guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who created South Park, said that they took a huge inspiration from... Uh, watching Beavis and Butthead growing up, which was, you know, pretty cool. Because, I mean, I, I never really got into South Park growing up, like watching it. But I mean, there's no denying that the show's fucking huge. It's probably gonna run longer than any of us will ever be alive. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I mean, it's cool that they took such inspiration from you know watching guys like Mike Judge, what he did with Beavis and Butthead. Uh, same for Justin Roiland, who created Rick and Morty. He said he took a lot of inspiration from watching Beavis and Butthead and, like, South Park growing up. So it's cool that, like, you know, this show about two slackers who can't do anything right and all they want to do is score basically, you know, inspired some of the biggest content that we have today, which is pretty badass in a way. Hell yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. I kind of underestimated how long we could stretch Beavis and Butthead for we, an episode. We could stretch it out. There's not much left to talk about. Uh, yeah, there is. Like uh, what? We already talked about it. We talked about the show. Talked about both the movies. Talked about Mike Judge. Did we talk about the uh, the new movie? 
just came out? I mean, yeah, I guess we talk about that. Yeah. All right, let's 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 go. Let's hear your thoughts. Dude, I'll, the the second movie reminded me of the first one. But once again, it's that kind of comedy that we're used to seeing. And pretty much uh, they go in this uh, space program. And they were like, of course, you got, uh, of course, there's sick mind, not sick mind, of course, there's sex, sex mind. Uh, they were playing with this remote control of, uh, spaceships. Like, yeah, it's like the, the, uh, ash, uh, the, spa- yeah, it's docking thing. The docking thing. It's like, hey, these guys have been doing that for a while. I'm like, oh, And pretty much it was, it was, uh, uh, I like, I like the movie. It was the same concept. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. You know, I I was telling him earlier before we started this episode, I think if... I think if you like the kind of brand of comedy that Beavis and Butthead is, you're going to like the movie. If you're not a fan of that kind of comedy, you're not going to like it, I think. But, I mean, it was funny. It had some good parts. The only thing I didn't really like was kind of like, you know... That whole, you know, they were, like, sad because they had, like, broken up kind of thing. That kind of, I don't know, it felt like it was very unnecessary. <laughs> it felt like it was very off-brand for the characters, but, I mean, it was funny nonetheless. I liked it. It was, you know, at one point when they're, like, when they're, like, playing with that docking thing and they come in and they take, like, their little claw hand out and then they just start slapping it like they're <laughs> slapping ass. That shit was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole concept was, like, they're trying to find this chick. The uh, astronaut? Yeah, this astronaut that they're convinced wants to score with them. Like, have sex. Yeah, so after they fuck up the mission Bad. in space because they pointed their telescope at the sun and burned, the eye, burned their eyes out, trying to stare at the sun, trying to stare at the sun. Or trying to stare at something stupid out there. Yeah, they, uh, they fuck up the mission, and they fuck up the ship, and that's when the... You know, the captain's like, oh, two of us got to, you know, sacrifice ourselves or the rest of us won't live. <laughs> so she acts, she tricks Beavis and Butthead in the sacrifice. Or no, Beavis and Butthead trick. They leave the ship on their own thinking that they this chick wants to score with them outside in space. Yeah, Beav- so they leave and yeah, then. Yeah, Butthead had the, uh, a, a piece of uh, metal or something, like a circle metal. He was pulling his finger through it like. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, the concept, the jokes are still the same, not the same, but uh, the, how how are we not going to talk about uh, Cornhorio? Cornhorio was uh, Mike Judge's crazy like if it's Beavis because he's uh real like hyper on sugar or soda, and he goes in his Cornhorio stages. Uh, they said it in an interview when he was talking, he was saying, um, yeah, how Cornhorio came to a came to it's like when I was at the movies one time I saw uh, a, I saw like uh, a foreigner told told him uh, like told uh, everyone like oh you so you got waiting lines oh no you know who I am oh. yeah basically this guy when you know Mike Judge told this guy he had to wait this guy said are you threatening me and that's what he that's where he came up with the idea for it's just like it just put his shirt over his head, and he's talking about his TP for his bum hole. Which I, I like the way that they they uh, brought that into the new movie. I like how they did it, like making it seem like 
you know, he's saying it as like, you know, that the prisoners need more teepee. It's like, we need teepee. Like, they don't give them enough toilet paper. I thought that was hilarious, the way they brought that in, which was funny. But yeah, I mean, the show is great, dude. I'm, pr- I'm almost positive. You know what I mean? Look it up. I'm almost positive they're bringing back a new season. But I don't, I don't want to tell you guys something that isn't true. Even though I've done that a hundred times already. Yeah. I don't want to do it for this. Yo, I think my favorite part, my favorite part of the, uh, of, uh, Beavis and Bud Do America is, uh, the bus scene. Like, we're never going to score. We're never going to score. This guy over here, he scored many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The bus driver, sit down, numb nuts. That's it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, there is a revival series that will air on uh, Paramount Plus. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if the the new series is going to, like, kind of wipe off what happened in the 2011 series, because if you go by, like, the order of the movie, the 2011 series kind of never happened. Because the movie is a direct sequel to the other movie. Yeah. I mean, nothing too big. I mean, that's the cool thing with Beavis and Butthead. It's not like, you know, it's not like a huge, like, storytelling thing where you can't just wipe out a whole season, you know what I mean? But, uh... <laughs> that's funny. I just looked up Beavis' hyper. The Great Conhorio's hyperthetic alter ego of Beavis in the animated TV show Beavis and Butthead, where Beavis consumes a large quantity of sugar, caffeine, and other stimulants. He becomes a system of uh, glazed eyes over at his own fist. He pretty much goes out of control. Um, the other funny part about it, uh, you you guys remember watching Daria on MTV? Daria was uh, was on Beavis and Butt before she came with her own show. They were trying to look for a person, trying to look for a, like a cartoon for uh, underage uh, uh, girls, because of course, Beavis and Butt is for the boys. Daria is for the girls. I literally said that earlier. Oh, I just had to bring it up again. Oh, I heard that one. That was a good one for you. Hell yeah! Oh, I'm fucking. Uh, you're just farting, getting nauseous, dude. <laughs> no, do you know? You know do you know any uh, one-liners? Best one-liners. Uh, not really. I like the one where he's when they're like, uh, "This has sucked more than anything that has ever sucked before." Like, are we dead? Nah. <laughs> Beavis, are we gonna die? Or but are we gonna die? Uh, uh, probably. <laughs> oh, like, dude, listen, man. I hate to do this to you right now, but I think you're gonna have to carry out without me. Oh, hey, you'll poop. Uh oh, it's bad. All right, uh, we could... this will be our shortest episode ever. Hey, one of our shortest episodes. No, this we've never had an episode shorter than this. What? Uh, dude, I can't. I, I gotta look it up. But uh. 
Next week. Uh, yeah, next we week. fucked up. This, yeah, was, this yeah, was our yeah. bad. We thought we'd be able to pump out a whole episode of this. We, we, obviously we, could, we couldn't. We could, but it's just... It's just... Because the, the, the second movie just reminded me of the first one. Yeah, basically. I was like, all right, I get it. It was funny. It had its funny parts. Uh, yeah, the, he had, like, Beavis did have that sad story. Like, we're never going to score. We're never going to score. Yeah. Was it, oh, I'm catching feelings for Savannah. Serena. Uh, Serena. Fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Dude, uh, I remember playing the, uh, the Sega Genesis game of Beavis and Butthead. It was kind of fun. Remember the uh, remember the episode from the 2011 series when they think that that homeless man is a werewolf? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's, he's like, you're not looking so good. Oh, <laughs> I can feel myself changing, Beavis. <laughs> I can see myself going to the dark. <laughs> they gave him like fucking AIDS and syphilis and shit. <laughs> they gave him super AIDS. That's fucking. Uh, oh, what's that mean? Super lipidized AIDS? Uh, like, oh, I really saw the. Oh. Oh, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. This is my bad. My stomach's in fucking knots right now. Right here before you shit yourself. No shit All in my right. car. I gotta go. I'll, I'll continue on the episode. So. All right, well, if I don't make it back in time, it's been fun, fart knockers. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. I'm gonna leave you in the more than capable hands of my boy Chop here, a.k.a. Beavis. <laughs> And I'm going to go pray to God that I don't die in the bathroom. So uh, if I don't make it back, oh, this is Cheetah out. Yo, that's the first time Cheetah ever did something like that. Um, Yeah, Beeps and Butthead, pretty cool show. If I had to give it a ranking, uh, one out of five, I would give it like a 4.5. Oh, wait, no, no. Let me, me refresh that. If I had to give him a ranking of a 10, I'd give a a 7.5 ranking on the 10 scale. It was good. It still had its flaws. The best part is um, how we got, uh, how we got like different characters like from different eras. Uh, the teacher was funny. The principal almost going about to have a heart attack every time he sees Beavis butthead. And um, yes. Next week we should be more better for this, but as of uh, like right now, we wasn't really prepared for this episode. We was, but we wasn't. If you know what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, this uh, this episode tonight it was it's a good episode, but um, we're hoping if you guys if you guys don't like this episode, just let us know what not. Uh, we would do better next time, but I know I know we would do better because we're just who we are. Uh, I don't really have much to say. We will keep you updated on our on our, our on the page and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for riding along, losers. Chop out. <laughs>